say Jesus is Lord. <laughs> Josh can't do it. Guys, we got a problem. <laughs> we, we got, got a pause. problem, guys. We got a pause. <laughs> I didn't really notice how much his, uh, the voice dropped every time in worship. Yeah. He's just like, I love the Lord. What? Wait, where's the Jesus part? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was watching, Ooh. I watched a big thing on the main denominations and the differences, and I thought I knew all of them. I did not. There was a lot of differences that I had never realized. It's funny you did also, that. I actually went down the Puritan route yesterday. So it was, it was, it was super interesting. I want to know how many Puritans there were, which they don't actually know. Yeah. <laughs> because I want to know, because I'm always like, the Puritans messed this up. I'm like... Wait, how many Puritans were there? Well, and how Is even would they accurate? know? You know, like their censors, no. census, censuses, census, censors. Like they measure Sense, their purity. Sensei, <gasps> senseis. Oh, they yeah, were senseis. Mm. That's how they counted. They went away and ca- they, they counted. Yeah. with the sensei. Yeah, I'll tell you which one got me. And this isn't truth. It was on a YouTube video where a guy broke down. He was like, but it's something. He got it from somewhere. Well, and he did amazing amounts of research. He was very concise. I actually saved the video because I'm like, this was super helpful in yeah. in just a very broad overview. But I thought what was amazing. He goes, obviously, I have not talked about every denomination. He probably talked about. 24, 25 of them. Even when I was doing research, it's weird we both did this. Oh, I know, yeah, it I know it's coming out of the Eucharist, but I did too. Yeah. Even then, when I was doing research, they really were referencing about eight. So he was... Like, they were keeping it to like the, the main eight. He did the main categories and then did the... Here's like the 10 big ones within that category. Mainline so, Protestant, Orthodox. So he did Catholic. all of that. What was amazing is at the very end of the video, and he says, I didn't touch on denominations like these because I don't know where they actually stand hmm. on the main things. And he went and it was Church of Christ, Quakers, wow. and a couple others that I was like, all of which I'm going, no, we totally know where they stand. Like, and the you Quakers right are now? massive. I mean, that's were, what I thought was so huge. weird. I mean, in certain parts of the country, they're huge. Like you wouldn't, you could find doctrine. They wrote books. But what I don't People understand here reference them all the time is that it was like, we're not sure what they think. You know, there was, I think, whatever, the four to, or six things that you had to believe that the church has more authority. No, the Bible has more authority than the church or the individual. I can't remember. Shoot, I got to watch it again. But it was all things that it was like, you know, Jesus obviously died on the cross, rose again, right, Romans right. 9 or Romans uh, 10, 9. It was, it was bizarre because he's like, yeah, we're not sure where the Quakers stand on this. I go, what, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And Church of Christ also. I was like, Church of Christ stands on that too. So it was very confusing. So I, I kind of want to go back and uh, it was 12 minutes I can long. never remember if Church of Christ Christ came from the Church of God or vice versa. I want to say one of those split. I think off. you might be right. He didn't think, touch on that, but I do remember that. I, and here's the funny part is, again, denominations are just insane. Like they're, they, they, they spread like rabbits. You know what I mean? And you just like any one little like, nah, nah, I'm, I'm Some of shifting the splits, to do this. Some of the splits he said, I was very much like, this is why I hate this idea. Right. Because it was very small. Some of them should absolutely split. No, we've heard of some. (laughs) Some of them were. I think the Church of God in Christ, Church of God in Christ, came from the Assemblies of God. Oh, yeah, that's right. Assemblies is the. That's the one that I know for sure. But I don't. There's a few. We should watch it after this. We should have watched it before this so that we had something to talk about. Like literally, like the Chuck Smith Calvary split, right? So there's two different Calvaries. So, but they don't. And that's a modern. I'm just saying, like in modern church movement, you had a split. He obviously didn't reference that Calvary is. I think it's awesome. It's very small compared and to very new. Right, you know, Presbyterians. Yeah, like 50 years? Well, the movie was made in the 70s and it was Chuck Smith was in that that new movie, The Jesus I Revolution. I met Chuck Smith. Like Chuck Smith was in, like in my lifetime. Like he's yeah. he didn't die long ago. Chuck it was, Smith and John Wimber both have that modern reference 
awe for their congregants. 100%. It's so weird. So do a lot of them, though. I was actually surprised that there were a good number of denominations that were found on, not just like Lutherans, who are obviously founded on Martin Luther, mm -hmm. but there were some pretty major denominations where they have reverence for the dude who started Let me started ask this. Uh, I didn't grow up Lutheran, and obviously, Josh, you did. Yeah. Did they talk about Luther, like, well, like you know, don't say white buffalo? Did they do white buffalo, white buffalo? Did they do like a... Did they have, like, when he was brought up, did they have this big awe for him? Um, really? He wasn't talked about it. That's refreshing, actually. Yeah, he actually wasn't talked about much, at least in the church that I attended. Which yeah. is odd to um, me, because if you're going to talk about somebody, he was the man. He and was the man. Like, the denomination has his name. What's funny is, I'm pretty sure Luther's like, yeah, don't make a religion after me. No, he said that. He said that. He 100% so, yeah. said that. And I'm like, that. which oh, is well, so funny. That's ironic. That's my uh, That's why I say all the time, I'm like, hey, guys, don't make a religion off me. Like, the Panerians are going to be a weird group of people. No, it's a good name, though. It's a strong name. You know that is my name, right? Panarian. Yeah, Panarian that's, is my, that's your actual is my Armenian name. Before it was changed. But it's a good Armenian name for name a religion if we're picking one. I we, agree. Let's go with Ogalism. <gasps> yes. Ogalism. Ogalism? Not bad. Not bad. Uh, oh, Basilites? Oh. No, no. We're going to go with yours. What's yours? Ashenbrenner? That's what it is. A, his his it does is mean, like... It does mean burner of the ashes. Does it really? They're the... Oh, oh yeah. The Ashen, lineage, the lineage is... Uh, ashes, ashen yeah, burning. Yeah, the lineage was blacksmith. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the lineage was what? Blacksmiths? Mm -hmm. I think you told me. Would that. they call... Would yeah. they, yeah. Burn, would they, the ashen burner. Wouldn't they shorten That's it, so though? Cool. It'd be like Brennerites. You know, people always shorten everything. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. hmm. The Brennerites. The Ashenites. The Ashenites. holes. The Ashenites is just a tribe in the Old Testament yeah. that actually fought Israel. They fought actually God the Witch of Gondor. Um, the Witch of Endor. It was Endor. Endor. I said Gondor. Stinking. That. You, you just mixed three movies. I did. Three, not three movies. Two what's, movies in theology. What's the basil? Is the basilism? The, no, the basilites. Basilites? Yeah, basilites yeah. sounds like But a, Panarians sounds like a Panarians real work. religion. Yeah. Like yeah, you would actually absolutely. be like, like, oh, the Panarians, like yeah. a historical. While we're on group. the topic, I wanted to present an idea to you guys. <laughs> I think it's fine. We're all we're all for it. We really are. We just here's you know the here's weird. how you stop here's, here's how you stop Panarianism. Panarians? The Panarians. <laughs> here's how you stop. Make them write a ninety-five page thesis like screw that. I'm out. No more religion. Don't hammer it on a door though. <laughs> you know what's funny though? <laughs> we'll hammer that on the yeah. door. Uh, that's not true, because chat GPT. Ah. I'd be like, hey, write me now. How much are you using it now? Not much. It has, uh, I even know a bunch of the, like, hacks. Like, I was going to say this on stage when you were talking about it, like, or re reference after you said it. Mm -hmm. I was like, there's, it's a long callback, because well, you opened your sermon with it. Specifically, three people raised their hand that knew what it 100%. was. 100%. I'm actually disappointed in our church. How many or, of you guys know chat GPT? I'm like, right. like but when you they said, don't know it. That when never you said open AI, because chat GPT is the specific yeah. one, open AI. It's actually the website is chat.openai. Yeah. yeah. And so, and much like, uh, what's the guy's name? Eric. Yeah. Eric was sitting behind me and he goes, oh, open AI. Like he knew okay, that, good. but he hadn't heard of chat GPT. Yeah. I just thought that was weird. Like that's pretty Eric common. Uh -huh. I showed him that yeah. a couple days ago. Oh, did, did you really? Yeah, that's yeah, funny. Yeah, that's blown. yeah. Oh, dude, it's, oh, I mean, it's mind blowing. Let's be honest. I've it's, been using it. Staggering. I've been using it to just see what it knows about like history and stuff. It's such general knowledge right now. Like, so here's, great it is, here's why though. It's not great at details. Yes, it is. It's it's unbelievable at details. It's you. Well, it's I, your, I how you're searching. I did. So a, what, I did. Wait a, a minute. 
Yep. <laughs> Wait a minute. How, how is he supposed to like, search this? Search it. <laughs> the problem is you're using your fingers. You're supposed to use two clubs. <laughs> Chat's that's, like, oh, now you know I know what you're saying. You know what's oh. funny? Josh said people complain about how loud he types. Seeing that motion, it makes sense. It like, makes gar, sense. Gar, 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 gar. Yeah, there's all these different tricks, and I'm not great at it, but there, it's surprising if you ask it a question versus how you ask that question. I did. It I use things like scholar, historian. I tried to, it's a pretty long question, uh -huh. but there's probably more to get more details. But as for where, okay, so where I'm at, it's a lot of flyover knowledge mm -hmm. where it's not nothing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, in fact, I'm realizing if I just want someone to sum up a historical concept for me, it's actually good for that. Sure. Because I know all the details, but yeah. I just want to give me a quick summary of what, what we're looking yeah. at. Mm -hmm. It's like a, almost give me a reminder. But uh, definitely, I don't know how to ask it the right questions, but I, I definitely, in my own, be able to look for stuff, I could get way more detailed just doing my own searches. Yeah. Do your and, own research. And if you, if you do your own research. Uh, and everything I've seen is basically says that it is it's the most powerful thing on the planet. And yeah. so it's kind of funny when one of us is like, it's not that detailed. And, uh, you know, the inventor's like, oh, are you joking right now? You right. know, it's funny. It's right. got 800 billion you can, data points you can and have you're fun saying it's it. not detailed. So you'll like search a question about something in history mm -hmm. and then say, uh, read that again to me or type it out again to me. But as a, a woman from Alabama. Right. And then it'll say, well, darling, you know, and that yeah. stuff is funny. It's fun. I yeah. will say what's kind of a, it, I get why they're doing it, but it's also annoying is it has an introductory statement. In a mm -hmm. concluding statement, like it's like well written, yeah. But it's kind of like in summary, I'm like, ugh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't. I'm just like, I actually just want raw data. So whenever they're like doing like, and in summary, here's the good thing. I'm like, Bleh. so what's funny is that's what you. So if you ask it to be a historian, it's going to think like it's gonna you know talk like that. If you there's a way, and I, you'd have to look it up because I don't know. But there is a way to be like bullet point me and give me as much detail as you can. Right. On, you know, if you tell it things like that, yeah. And then when it gives you an answer, tell it to break it down more. Tell yeah. it to break, and you can continue it's good. Probably a ask conversation. For dates yeah, and yeah. names. It's it is pretty amazing. It's I fun. finally found the uh, is it Luca.io, the the art one. Oh, okay. there's a few of them. Uh, there's one. I want to say it's Luca. There's something uh, called Wonder Wonder AI or Wonder Share yeah. AI. My name is Luca. I live above the corner store. Yeah, I think that's on. Is that that's a song? Lyric? Yeah. Is that the the Disney cartoon? No, it's where the, the girl Sinead O'Connor sang that song. My name is Luca. There's Isn't a it? Luca the sea creature. Oh, cartoon. Yeah. It's yeah. The, that's Italian, right? It's the one yeah, that's yeah, because yeah, Luca's in an Italy. Italian name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I love the AI stuff. I've been having fun with I it. I understand why everybody talks about how dangerous it is. Oh, but terrifying. I am. I think it's pretty great for do you know, now. Do you, do you know? Oh, but that's everything, right? Right. I I put the I was looking for an app on my Mac, and I literally had this hesitation, like, oh. I don't know. Am I putting Skynet on my computer right now? 100%. Yeah. And there's like Skynet yeah. moment. Like, Skynet's Ooh. already on your computer. Though. Let's <laughs> be honest. Yeah. Am I letting it access Skynet on my computer right now? I'm linking it all together. <laughs> but I was going to put it on there. I'm like, hmm. It's, reading, it's reading your book off your hard drive. <laughs> There are so, there are so many ways for it to be dangerous, but I kind of go, yeah, but isn't that what progressive? That's what happens when you want progress. It right, just right. is, yeah. and I and I don't. And the problem is, humans, we're super dangerous. Period. So we will use everything for bad. What, and so I kind of go, does that mean we stop doing what we're doing? Does uh does the government sit around and go? That's what, wouldn't it be? I I would love to see what the different departments are using it for. Because if, you know, somebody from the police department, somebody from you're, the sheriff's you, you department, somebody rest. from yes. where they're just like, they, maybe they feed it a bunch of information about past cases. Yeah. They're like, give us your best guess. Oh, cold cases. Cold cases. Could you imagine feeding that to it and being like, 
What do you, you think? Probably you have act to... like Sherlock Holmes, and you know what I mean. Like and, it won't something give with up this. The, my biggest frustration that I've found because oh, I obviously have the locked version. I haven't right. paid for the so, better one. It's a language model, and obviously I'm not. I don't have access to the. It's twenty bucks one. a month. I'm not using this for twenty dollars a month. Heck no. Well, well, what's what funny? The the twenty bucks a month is way better. Just for updates, it's and the such? next. No, it's the next version. So I think the free one is still two point They have four point oh. The one I'm on is from March fourteenth. Oh. The one that the Open AI actually this year. Yep. Well, I think it just says March 14th, yeah. so I'm assuming um, the oh, the unlocked one where it truly and they like it's kind of funny that when you, if you think about it like this, but they unlocked one where they like put parameters around it to where it couldn't get out. Like it's such a weird thought because it, it's like and then they basically asked it questions like so it doesn't it's like escape their servers I or something. I don't it, fully know. Like air gapped, but they straight up asked it like, "Do you hate humans?" Like, would you want to be a human? They're like, maybe for like a day. Because it, it had opinions. Oh, whereas yeah, I've yeah, asked yeah, it yeah. a million opinion yeah. questions because I actually want to know, like, what do you think? And it never will. It's like, I don't have an opinion. I won't give an opinion, all that kind of mm. stuff. They've unlocked one that fully is like happy to give opinions. I've heard there's like on Discord or, or Reddit. So fun. There's yeah. subreddits where it's like, yeah, enter this prompt. Yeah. And it'll activate. And something. that was the big deal with the guy from Google who basically was saying that it is... A, a sentient being and everybody's like no it's just going off and he did it to kind of raise awareness of it to think of it in that category and then to evaluate it not from it's non-sentient to be like I'm evaluate it I'm saying it's sentient now prove it wrong type of a thing right he he went he went with we need to have the discussion of what happens if and when this thing does become sentient and nobody was talking about it mm-hmm. so he came out and said I believe it is sentient now what are its rights so if this becomes a sentient being we have to give it rights because the whole thing that everybody talked about was this thing can work 24 7 now for you and he's like but if it's sentient that's wrong to make something work 24 7 so they had this big long and that started a conversation i think it's a good conversation. i don't think it went that far but yeah, a, he went on a bunch of like news shows that i watched and podcasts that i watched where he talked about uh, i think it was chat gbt specifically being sentient and i'm like I mean, I, I, it's, it's I'd a be fun curious to know what are, what's the rubric to determine something being sentient. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd be curious to know. How well, I'm you glad know? you asked. <laughs> oh. It's a, it's a test that is a, it's a, I can't remember the name of it. It's the guy's name who invented it. And it's basically that if you can, Gugorm. you sit, you sit in a separate room <laughs> and have a conversation with this thing. And if it can fool 80% of the people, 80% of the time, whatever the statistic is, mm-hmm. then they can consider it. Uh, it can be a pastor. Not that they consider it sentient. <laughs> that could be a pastor. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's just thinking, I'm like, you're no, down the road. What's funny is I was thinking, I didn't even hear it at first. There's, then, it's, uh, then it's intelligent or something. I can't remember what they said. But there is a, they, they have come up with a... I'm sure they figured something out. They're yeah. trying to figure it out. I can ask it right now how it would define are you? Oh, are you going on chat? GBT? I was asking if it knew about our podcast. Like, oh. hey, tell me about You Won't Hate It podcast. It didn't know? It says, as an AI language model, I don't actively listen to podcasts, but it's the normal prompt. However, I can tell you there are many podcasts out there, and You Won't Hate It could certainly be one of them. Oh. That, you know what? That's going to be our it. tagline, is You Won't Hate It. It certainly could be a podcast. It could be a podcast. <laughs> That's I wanna, a great <laughs> I want to do a chat GPT, like, with my own name, and act like Joe Basil, and it's just be like, who? <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? What? Yeah, see what see what uh, it takes to be sentient. I bet we're not sentient. Tell me about Joe Basil. Yeah, that doesn't even know. It has no, no it idea. Yeah, well, th- this might be the limited one too. Um, 
or the full access to the world no, one. No, he, he pointed at the wrong thing. He said, this might be the limited one. He pointed at his computer. He meant to point to you. Yeah. That You might be the limited one. What's it say? Why are you pointing at the screen? Is it thinking? The sentence refers to the capacity of an entity to have subjective experiences and perceptions. It is often used to describe the ability of beings or entities to feel, perceive, and experience the world around them. Hold so on. I'm sorry. Feel I have to interrupt would be, you. would be a, the right I didn't there. ask what sentience is. I'm saying, like, what is the test? Oh. Oh. Here's because that, well, just that alone, though, that by that definition, I do agree. Where the there word was one feel. thing it said in there, and it wasn't feel. Well, that was although the one that that's a great me. I'm one. like, how would you determine perception. if it? I said perception. No, it was uh, unique experiences. It was the, subjective. It can't give subjective because it doesn't have a. It's it, you know what I mean. Like it doesn't have an opinion. So it was the fact that it said subjective opinion. And then how do you say it's feeling? Like there's I how honestly do like how does it feel? How how do you define feeling? Gosh, feel, some that's, human things are crazy. very odd. Yeah, feelings are weird. Like that that concept alone. There might be the least tangible thing on the planet. And yet the most influential. That's a weird concept. Okay, so let's bring this into... what are you looking at? Apparently, me Floyd has a feeling for Josh right now. Yeah, what, what was that, that look? Yeah, Josh, no, it was. We started Josh talking about was feelings. My cigar well, look where his is, and that's uh, thinking about. We're gonna have a what? thirty-minute podcast. <laughs> 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 We're gonna have a thirty-minute podcast. Cutting a lot of things out. <laughs> hey, by the way, guys, welcome to You Won't Hate oh. It. I'm Josh. I'm Ryan. I'm Floyd. I'm Joe. <laughs> forgot to clap. <laughs> you did. No, you forgot to say that. Oh, okay, I'll tag her. Hey, by the way, guys, welcome to You Won't Hate It. (laughs) We look at life through the lens of pastors at the length of a cigar. I'm Josh. I'm still Ryan. Still Floyd. Joe. So we're talking about uh, ChatGPT and all this stuff. So sentience, there's feelings involved. Define, somebody take a crack at feelings. So I was somebody just take a crack saying, at feelings. How, do you t- how do you even define feelings? Define the feels. Imagine we meet an alien species that doesn't have feelings. And, and they're then like, what? Tell me what feelings are. So before we do that, because I think that's going to take a while, although you should, you should ask, uh, I'm going to say her. ChatGPT is feminine to me. Hmm. What's GPT stand uh, for? Girl power. Technology. Technology. Girl power technology. Girl power technology. What role do feelings play in Christianity? Because I went through like a journey when it comes to feelings and faith. But what role do feelings play in faith? And Uh, let's go mm -hmm. Let's go personal first. Yeah. And then try and do an overarching. And I know that's a a very broad question. Yeah, try to bring it into like truth. But how do feelings play? Who's got thoughts right off the bat? What do you think, Floyd? Uh, hold John, on, hold on. I've got feelings about your cigar. What cigar is that? This is the Perdomo 25th anniversary or 20th anniversary. Looks edition. wonderful. Perdomo? Did you? Thank you. No, it's per der mo. Perder. It's per Perder. Well, yeah. What is it? Mo. Josh? Perdomo. That's what I said. Der. You said perdermer. Der, der. Did I? Der. Der. Sorry, I'm a little. I'm a little Are you tired? No, I'm yes. a little. Uh, I'm sick. I'm a little oh, sick. sick. I'm a little okay. sickly. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, what role do feelings play in your faith? Uh, I feel like, honestly, I feel like they play a significant role in your faith. No, your faith. My faith. Yeah, in my faith. Yes. John four says, "God is a spirit, and those that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. And truth means purity, purity of heart, purity of expression. And so, to me, hmm. you are an emotional being. Uh, God created us to be emotional beings, and so I don't think that we can worship Him in spirit and in truth without our emotions." being a part of that. Like somebody who's got scripture at the ready. Yeah. Yeah. They do. I right. appreciate it every time when somebody just has it ready to drop. Yeah, and people can just apply it any way they want. Yeah. That's how I like it. Oh, Josh, what do you think feelings. about him? Josh, yeah. you're a four yeah. in the Enneagram. I'm a four. Man, let's feelings play a huge part in like, my life. Let's just take a minute. Let's but... spend a minute 
and, <laughs> and decipher. So for those that don't know, when we reference any number, we're usually talking about the Enneagram. Dude, it's these, super annoying. falling apart. Uh, uh, well, it, oh, it's rightfully so. Uh, and the Enneagram is a personality test, basically, in a simple form. <laughs> There's nine different personalities. <laughs> Four is the one who can't pick out a good cigar. It's like that And <laughs> who's, uh, they call them the feeler. They're very emotional. They're usually artists. Mm -hmm. And so most artists that you're going to find, especially if they're like a quality, a, I don't know. I mm. didn't want to say that, but like that, if they're, mm. if, if they're really into art, if you've met an artist, a four. Yeah. they're and, most likely a four. And Joshua, right. I think he's a four wing five. So he's an artist and a thinker. Yeah. So it's great. a little complicated. Yep. He's a little artist more complicated. and a stinker. <laughs> <laughs> it's great for a podcast. Team. So tell us about your feelings and your faith, Josh. Well, yeah. That, feelings that have avalanche a, they, of feelings they that happen all the time. And that's what it is. For most of my life, I was raised and that feelings weren't a part of it. Feelings are not the Holy Spirit. Feelings aren't this. And it's and for me, honestly, the discernment was really something that had been, really been on my mind for a long time. And there is feelings tied to that, obviously. It really is more about learning. The feeling happens mostly when we worship, but most, but throughout... <laughs> I just... I caught a glimpse of your hand that was cut. Oh. I literally had a vision of you being <laughs> caught in a box, falling forward, and not getting your legs under you. <laughs> I was hopping in a box, and I fell out of the front door, and I caught my hand. I caught myself. Yeah. You're, being, you're being all profound, and I literally yeah. saw you messing around. <laughs> and, oh, you know, your it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. It was some of the most childish fun I've had in a I long time. Stop. I couldn't do it. I couldn't so, hold it together. Okay. So, but being aware, honestly, learning I mean, the Enneagram, take it with a grain of salt, or... For sure. It's uh, one, one of the other it's people. One of the it's one of the million. million yeah, yeah, the personality test. Fine. So for me, I've always been aware of that. I've been aware that I feel emotions at 101%. Yeah. And so taking that into account, I know that the reality of this is much more minimal compared to what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. I'm aware of the feelings, but I'm willing to kind of put them to the side. Or if I feel led to kind of heed them, you know, it just depends. Yeah, you're making feelings decisions all the times. Yeah. And uh, sometimes not wisely. Right. And sometimes they're just, you know, they're just yeah. pouring out on it us. It feels. Yep. Yeah. How many podcasts have you edited? Uh, a yep. lot now. That's right. Ryan, do you want to share your feelings during your... Josh said it in the beginning where he said he was... I, I started out in faith where feelings were negative and the church looked down on them because they, in their minds, and I see what they're doing now. I just, I thought it was jacked up at the time where now I kind of go like, oh, I get it. Feelings can be false. Well, the, the hyper-emotional so phrase came kind of came out of the church, right? Where people were like, oh, they're doing hyper-emotionalism. So, is, yeah. is that what it's like, called? Charismatics, they talked about that. Like people who were, didn't like the, yeah, the, they didn't like the charismatic movement because it was hyper-emotional. Yeah. yeah. So. And I actually, there, there, there's validity in it that I recognize now in that you know full well that your feelings can deceive you. And so I think the church took a stance because they were probably seeing people mess up their lives based on feelings and follow false doctrine based on feelings instead of the, the truth, like you were talking about, the spirit and truth. Um, and so it was demonized when I was younger, and but I felt a lot, and so it was odd. It was odd to me to be like, so are these, so am I bad for having these feelings? Yeah. And then through just life, you realize, oh, there's a healthy way to have feelings. And while I do believe the concept of truth is very powerful because then you can bounce those feelings off of that truth. So if I feel a certain way, I get to go, okay, let me go to God. Because there's days where you wake up and you feel unworthy and you feel depressed. And so you go to God and you're like, am I unworthy? Like, am I depressed? And you let God speak the truth of his love into you, which then, which is interesting, because here's the point that I 
they never made that I think is very powerful, then you begin to feel differently. Right. And so I, it, it's not just truth for truth's sake. The, the, the movement then, because I believe feelings are from God. So God then takes yeah. that truth, puts it into your life because he wants you to feel for lack of a better term, good. Like he wants you to feel good as a son, as a daughter, as a child, as a, as a prince or a princess in the kingdom of God that he loves unconditionally, that he calls into the abundant life. And I'm like, if there's not feelings tied with that, then you're comatose. Like right. sure. that's just, and so I think feelings are beautiful again, when they're tempered with the truth. And I think the, the best analogies, I, I heard it years ago, the spirit and truth concept are two wings to a dove, and without one of those wings, that bird cannot fly. Yeah. And so you need two balanced wings. So it's not all spirit. It's not all truth. It's a balance of spirit and truth. That's kind of the same with feelings, where it's just this, like, we balance it in life, and it can be very, very positive. Yeah, it can't be the thing, but it is a right, thing. Right, right. Yeah. I want to see somebody like Frankenstein, a bird, and just, like, do two different wings and be like, it flies fine. I don't know what your problem <laughs> is. This bird's great. It's got a pterodactyl wing and a butterfly <laughs> wing. Now what? <laughs> Look at it sailing through it's the doing air, just fine. Doing great. <laughs> so uh, all good stuff there. I think that my ideally, so there's like ideal and reality. Ideally, I try to attach my feelings to things that are true. Sorry to try and let the truth is the thing I try to attach myself to, and then I have feelings about it. That's the ideal. In reality, is I have feelings. You flip your lid. I don't think very well, and all of a sudden I'm having all these kind of feelings, and they're they're spilling out everywhere. And I think the idea is my soul is tethered to truth, and that's what pulls me back. So I might go into a storm of feelings. But I know that you would you just burn. It's a terrible cigar. What you, uh, is is this not working? I'm feeling. I'm gonna say I'm feeling it's good about shedding it? all over his. Yeah, uh, he's eating more of the tobacco than he's smoking it. That's uh, what you're supposed to do. So. Yep. I realized, so before, so I get to this place in my life where I'm like, all right, you know, I'm going to kind of like, here's what's true. I want to attach all my feelings to that. But that's not real. Like, I'm not always thinking clearly. I'm not always, and then I don't want to shame myself if all of a sudden I'm like, I'm having a lot of feelings, you know, even irrational feelings. Like, it doesn't make sense. Feelings don't make sense a lot of times. I just realize... I'm excited that there's truth there that pull me out of that. Because I realize sometimes I'm just going to be really upset and it's not logical and it doesn't make sense. I'm really sad or whatever it might be. And then truth is what grounds me. It, it ends up bringing me back to, you see that with people in counseling, is people get, uh, you know, anxiety or stress, whatever it is, and they do like ground and get fined. Yeah. Like, okay, you're upset. Let's get you back to a place where you can trust what's in the, they, you know, you do the room, what's in the room. Well, I tend to say, well, the room's not going to help me. I need spiritual truth to ground me. So I kind of like, you know what? Some days I'm going to be irrational and I'm okay with that. I'm just yeah. like, that's just fine. And I'm not, I know that I'm never going to let my feelings alter the truth. Like that's, the truth is what's going to bring me back to myself. So yeah. it's kind of a little bit, I kind of almost like this. I went from like truth and feelings to, it's like, you know, but sometimes that's, I'm not my best self. Yeah. And they can just get a little out of hands. That's how feelings work. They get crazy. I get mad. I get sad, whatever it might be. Honestly, in, in talking with Floyd recently, the, the, balance of work and personal life and even doing this podcast and everything and moving, there's been a lot of opportunities for me to feel, you know, that I know usually I would be overwhelmed, mm-hmm. but it's kind of, I would force myself to be like, no, I just got to work. I got to just stick to it, yeah. nose to the grindstone, and, and I'll attend to those feelings when I can. Which, that comes with maturity too. Yeah. When, when you're, yes. I think the younger you are, truthfully, the younger you are, the more feelings dictate how you maneuver life. Certainly. And yeah. as you get older, you gain the maturity to go, yeah. okay, I feel a lot. That doesn't right. mean that I have to obey That's my exactly feelings right. or adjust to it my It doesn't feelings. become your lens. It becomes a yeah. moment. It's a moment, not yeah. a lens. Joe, you said 
something in your rant. <laughs> he did uh, say something. That was something that I, that caught me. It was interesting. You said, I don't want to feel guilty for my feelings. Mm-hmm. Where does that guilt and shame come from? Not only in the feelings aspect, but I, I, it made me think when you said guilt, I was like, man, the church has used inadvertently for good reason, I think with great motives, has used guilt and shame for so long. Question is, you had said it when you were talking. In my rant. uh, In your exhausting dissertation, or as I call it, a douchertation. That's what I call Ashley's when she has to defend it. Yeah. Are you going to go douchertate? The the Panarians are not patient religion, Mm. religious people. Oh my gosh, no. They're not. That's that's their main fear. That's that's part of their doctrine. 100%. We shall not listen to douchertations. Yeah. (laughs) That's step one. (laughs) Wait, step one is Shut the hell up. Okay. Step two. Oh, no harsh, joke. Harsh feelings. Each no of us, feelings. Each of us needs to come up with the Ten Commandments for our religion. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be awesome. No, we need to do that. We got to do this. that off air and like then do it next week because that's funny. Mm-hmm. If we had like, here's the ten things. I, these are really important. That's right. And not the doctrinal stuff, like not the no, theological it's, it's stuff, not the stuff about God. It's ten, the ten Commandments and the base lights of the Panarians. Yeah. Thou shalt not. Of the Brenner. Of the, the, the Ashholes. Ash the Brennerites. Ash I actually, actually like the Brennerites actually sounds pretty Brennerites. Yeah. Anyway, so you said I don't want to feel uh, guilt for my feelings. Oh yeah, where'd that come from? You where where is the guilt and shame from? And then why and when did the church start using it, or did the church start using it? And then like I don't know. Let's break let's break down shame and guilt in Christianity because yeah. I think that's a that's something that we've dealt with for years. And when I meet a very thoughtful person who isn't just like a, I don't like God because of bad things happen in the world. Like I not to be mean, but that's it's such a cop out where it's mm-hmm. like you haven't really sat down and thought about what good and bad actually mean. And the fact that you're even using the term that bad things happen to good people makes you have a moral stance that has to come from somewhere. Like you haven't kind of gone down that journey, which is okay. I'm not saying you have to, but when I meet very thoughtful people, guilt and shame is a, it's a weird concept within the faith. And they usually get very upset with the church because they have felt like they've been oppressed by that guilt and shame yeah. from yeah. a religious institution, not from God. So, uh, so where's that come yeah. from? What What's do you guys that? think? Yeah. What is Floyd? What do you think about the guilt and shame? Well, I mentioned it before, upbringing in the Lutheran church. I, I joke that it's like Catholicism with less guilt, mm-hmm. but we would do the, you know, we do Nicene's Creed, the, the Apostles' Creed, um, but then it would be conversations with my family. So it's it's kind of an amalgamation of church and my family and even personal relationships. Because again, being with a lot of feels, it'd be like, you're too much. You got to stop that. And then it would be... It would, so yours is more personal than church at that point? Are people just telling yeah, you to stop being... Yeah, and it I would, think mine was personal too. I don't so think it was from about... family? Yeah, I, don't, I think yeah. it was just about 100%. being... A, I think it was just about being a man. Yeah. Like it was right. almost like masculine shaming. Like if I was being emotional or upset or like, I didn't want to show my feelings. It actually, yeah. cause that I felt, it, you know, it dipped more into that fear of abandonment that's been there since consciousness. And so it's like, Oh, if I have feelings, if I have too much of feelings, they will abandon me. Yeah. They will leave. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't have people get mad at me. If I was sad as a kid, I had them pity me. And that was worse. Hmm. Didn't like being pitied. Really? Like it was just, a, it's like your favorite lesser. thing now. Right. Yeah. No, that's it's weird. weird. It's most how people buy my books. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I feel pity. like it's what that's what you use like as a daily act it's of life. The, it's how I get things done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's how I use it. That just seems like a normal. Oh, yeah. Joe, I love your Crocs. Yeah. That's it. Well, he'll, he'll walk in and he'll be like, all right, we're going to do the podcast. Like, oh, man, I wish I had a cigar. Ugh. 
Well, that's not pity. No, I, can't, I couldn't afford to buy any, so I don't have a cigar. I don't know if that's pity in that scenario. So. I I'm, I'm think I'm flat out just manipulating. I don't know okay. I don't know All right. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. Because if you pity me, it's not helping me. I still don't have a cigar. <laughs> that's the... If you how does pity help me get a cigar? I still I mean, don't have a cigar. You could move somebody to action. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Uh, so you're... Poor you're, Joe. No, you're, I need a cigar. No, no, I just want a cigar. <laughs> I want a cigar. I'm done with all this talk. So you, so for both of you, which here's what's interesting to me, though. Your guilt and shame sounds like it was more from your family. Because they knew and you. And I wonder if... Because they knew who you were. Oh, they knew. That's, that's why. I wonder if that was from... Because I'm really trying to get to the heart of it. Like, where right. is it from? I don't, I'm not saying the church started it by any means. The, the, the guilt and shame was around long before the no, church. they didn't necessarily remedy it. And that's what I'm wondering. And I, I wonder if the church's role should be to not eliminate, but remedy guilt and shame. Yeah. Yours is from your family. Yours is from your family. Well, at but, least to have conversation about it. But I yeah. do wonder if your family, just being lo- hard Lutheran, yeah. uh, if it stemmed from the church for them. Mm. or And I'm not, I don't want to put words yeah. in their mouth or anything, sure. but I'm wondering that. My family Could was be. about being tough. All the stories around the table were about who was tough. But honestly. your family was Catholic, correct? Yeah. Not really. Not really. I mean, Christers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Christmas Easter. Okay. All right, Flo, what do you got? I think that from a church perspective, I think that it started from a good place. Um, and Ryan and I have similar church backgrounds. So I think it started from a church good place. Satan. Yeah. And mine was the Church of Lucifer. We had a split. Yeah. There was a split, yeah. denominational difference. Satan and Lucifer. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, remembering that uh, Nick told us. There is no Lucifer in the Bible. It's just Satan or whatever you said it was. <laughs> I don't know. Started from a good place, but turned into manipulation. Um, wanting to, yeah, <laughs> shut up. You have to, you have to, uh, I just need you to <laughs> zoom it on Joe's face. <laughs> 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 Joe's, he said, Joe goes, manipulation. It's okay. You, we can hum- add syllables to any it's, word. No, that's a, that's a real word. It's humiliation and manipulation. Oh, I like oh, it. Well done. Okay. Good wow. job. Uh, because they weaponized it. Like something, like my guilt should be personal and it shouldn't even be guilt that motivates me. It should be conviction. But the church used to manipulate people <laughs> into action from a pure place of trying to drive people to God and instead it drove people to shame. Do you think they did it on purpose? I No, I don't think I it don't was either. intentional. No. I don't either. It's I don't not, think it was intentional. Even we go to the most hardcore nope. churches, they're like, this is the right thing to do. I think it's rooted in helping dumb everyone. As it sounds, I think it's rooted in love. Yeah. yeah. I genuinely think they're like, we want you to live a, a good life. We want you to go to we heaven. We've decided what that good life is. It's, we want you to go to heaven. A lot of That's the actually more like, of it. Not even like, to heaven. Yeah, yeah, right, to right. We're worried you're yeah. going to go to hell if you right. smoke cigars. Which is a wonder. What? Yeah. Is that a thing? Well, I don't know. I don't have a cigar. <laughs> so <laughs> <Well> good. <laughs> Great setup. So I, I, what's funny is as we were talking, I realized most of my guilt and shame stemmed from family also. Hmm. Being young, being raised with the realization that my family survived the genocide, the Armenian genocide, hmm. and all of my relatives came over and literally escaped. Like we have stories and testimonies of a great, great, great aunt, I think it was, uh, who was came home uh, and her whole family was slaughtered in the house. She came home from school and that's when the the Turks came in. They actually timed Mm -hmm. it perfectly. And she came home, her whole family was slaughtered. She just stood there in shock and some stranger walking by grabbed her, drug her to the docks with them, put her on a boat, put her inside of a closed chest, you know, the chest of the Mm -hmm. luggage, closed the lid and she came to in America on Ellis Island and there's pictures and my parents actually went a few years ago and found our ancestors on Ellis Mm -hmm. Island, which is super cool. And she got off the boat and her 
hair was falling out and they wouldn't let her in because they said, you have a disease. We're not going to let you into America. It's just stress. And so she freaked, she was standing there bawling, not knowing what to do. And a, and a total stranger walking by, grabbed her arm, yelled at the officials and said, can't you see this little girl is, is stressed? She's freaking out. That's why she's missing hair. This woman literally drags her into the U.S., gets her in contact with people and disappears. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, can we track down it's that like, woman's lineage? It's actually the first miracle of the Panarians. That is. That's that was first, yeah. That's that's, that's part of our heritage. That's where the, the religion started. Lady there. Panarian. That's right. And that's, so we have that plus a number of other stories from ancestors who fled here. My grandfather who got here with you know two dollars in his pocket and then built a little bit of an you know not an empire but he built a, a great amount of wealth. And it's so funny because all through growing up, if anything was bad in my life. Yeah, sure. It was compared to, did you survive a genocide? Like, buck up, dude. And so right. literally, mm. if, if anything that would happen. And it's weird because I... Again, I don't think anybody meant it cruelly. And sometimes I don't think it was said explicitly. It was just kind of like, oh, did you hurt your leg? Hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those where you're like, oh, you're did right. Did you grow up with the phrase, stop crying, I'll give you something to cry about? Because yeah, I grew up absolutely. with that phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. give you something to cry I mean, about. It was like, meant. If you're looking for any reason to not show emotions, there was a lot of sarcasm in phrase. my family. So that was said sarcastically. Oh, that was said. Yeah. Oh, no, very, that was said very, very truthfully. Yeah, yeah. That, was, oh. that, was, that, was, that was a real, you went from being like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's Go in a room and mo- make those noises. Yeah, that's what... And I'm like, I don't have a room. I'm the youngest of 10. Right. <laughs> this is really confusing. That's where... That's actually the first thing that we really dissected when I went to counseling for the first time was all of that guilt and craziness that went on that I had bottled up because you can't... I can't complain. Like, I can't... There, I, I can't have anything to complain about. So I don't care how bad something is. I didn't come home to my family slaughtered. So, like, there is no... Ver- there, it doesn't get worse than that. So at no point can I have something wrong. And so that, that builds up some tension in your mm-hmm. life, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I recognize it now, but dude, so every little feeling I would get where I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe, you know, it was little stuff like I'm doing poorly in school. This girl broke up with me was what felt horrible, mm-hmm. but I'm like, well, I can't, I can't let that show. So it was this right. toughen up type thing. Yeah. Cause I'm like, no way. I'm way tougher than, than that to let something like that hurt me when my ancestors survived this. Yeah. So like then that was built into church as well, where all the feelings that came along with faith uh, moved to, uh, faith is great, everything's good, God is wonderful, God never does anything bad, like, bad things don't happen. It became that, because I couldn't let the feelings happen. So the challenge with that, though, is that if you're not honest with yourself about how you're feeling, you never heal from that. If you continue to suppress it, it never never heals. It's Aristotle, know thyself. If you don't know thyself, it's, I think it's why our church puts more emphasis on know thyself than most churches I have ever seen. Yeah. And it's not in a... That's the Bible's identity. Exactly. Beginning. It's the beginning right. of the New Testament, meaning like the, the journey of faith is you're a new creation. It's right. not in a selfish or narcissistic way. It is simply, if you don't understand who you are, how you feel, the way you function, it's why we actually like the personalities test, like the Enneagram. Right. Because you, you know who you are, so it's you a, understand. It's something. It's a beginning right. point. And it's a, Find sure. some gifts. It's another like, good lens, yeah. right? It's yeah. another good lens to see even Jesus through, because your view of Jesus is different than mine. Right. I it think, just is. I think there's also this idea, the why feelings are good and why we want to you know embrace that is, is that God can handle all of me. 
me. Like that's the difference, right? We always tell people it's okay to be mad at God. That's or, you pretty know, good. And yeah. it's and I think if you're not letting your feelings out, then we're kind of saying is well, God can't handle that. I know? like that idea of there there was a that that's where some of the guilt and shame came from or comes from is the I can't be totally honest with God because I'm so gross, yeah. like I'm so broken. The things that I've done, the doubts I have, he, God, he God can't, can't handle love, my doubts. Yeah, yeah. Which is so funny because if again it takes all of what four seconds to go well, I can't hide it from God like right, right. no matter right. how much I fake this I can right. walk around being like oh whatever God goes yeah you know I see like, yeah. your heart right you can, like, I love you <laughs> yeah. you can lie to everyone you can lie you can li- even lie to yourself you can absolutely but lie the to yourself. difference yeah. is you know the truth yeah and so there's a disconnect there and going back to the know thyself everything is a journey and there are two critical points in every journey that's where you start and where you end because if you don't know where you're starting from there's no way that you can plot a course so you yeah. have to start right here knowing yourself that's good knowing who you are and where you're beginning well and it's and it's a, the idea you have to see yourself the way god sees you and it's like he accepts all of you and so part of that journey then is is accepting yourself honestly mm-hmm. just being like hey i'm more emotional i'm more whatever that is and, and actually being okay with it and being like right. this is yeah. and then when you're like hey this thing that i'm more of that's unhealthy then deal with it like okay this is where who i am but it's not good for me sure so right. there's like these lines we're like oh, oh well you're i'm all this i'm you know super emotional and everybody just has to deal with it no i don't think that's healthy either right but it's it, more yeah it's like i'm super emotional now i'm gonna start asking myself why is this healthy is there a, am i having a healthy emotional response and then am i have a healthy behavior as an outcome of that response right. right the bible says in your anger do not sin it's separating behavior from an emotion right. where it's saying that the emotion's fine yeah and i think that's the difference i think the emotions are fine i think when they rule you that's where the truth comes in saying oh hang on yeah now they're starting to rule me you yeah, know and that was the, that the one of the bigger shifts in my life was when i went from because i did have this point in my life where i i figured out who i was and i was gonna stop the gate shame and guilt and i was like this is who i am but it wasn't great it was yeah. not a great version of me but i did that exact thing where it was like you know what everybody get over it this is who i am <laughs> and felt like okay i've made it when and your I'm boundaries like, become unhealthy it's and like then, have boundaries yeah, that are exactly, unhealthy yeah. like They're wait walls <laughs> yeah and then god was like cool that's who you are currently, but I've created you to be this. And right. you go, oh, shoot. So I've got some work. So then you kind of take the steps to become the person that God created you to be. I'm most intrigued with what those, the, what the next big steps are going to be for me. I think that, like, I, yeah. I just thought about that. Like, I can look back and see all these major transitions and big growth jumps in my yeah. in my faith. I'm like, oh, what's the next thing God's going to do? Yeah. I think yeah. an important thing fun. that Joe mentioned is the why. You know, I have these feelings knowing yourself. Yeah, but why? And then yeah. why? Why am I feeling this it's way? It's the root of or the source of a right. lot of that. It, uh, it's, it's so when we important. We see people come to church and they're like, I cry every Sunday. Yeah. And they're like, this is good. And I'm like, it's a good start. Yep. Yeah, you know, we're 100%. like, this is a good start because you're not, you want to start asking yourself, why am I crying every yeah. Sunday? That's what we say like, what's all happening the time. Yeah. There? And yeah. we get it. There, there's number of people every week that uh. have that exact story who are like, every time I come, the minute the music starts or the minute the sermon starts, I just start weeping. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, which is awesome. And they're happy yeah. about it. But you then have to go like, what's the, what's the source of that? Like, what mm-hmm. is it? Yeah. Why is your emotion just right under the surface of the minute you scratch that, yeah. the 
minute something opens up, you just start weeping. Why? And that's a healthy dynamic where you start. And a lot of times it goes back to is, and I really think this because a lot of people, they're new to church. And I think they're hearing things that they hoped were true for a long time. Yeah. That I God, hope, I hope that God loves them. And that thing they did that was bad can be forgiven. And that, I think that tends to be, and and maybe maybe God can handle all of me. It, it, it's all that kind of mixed in, mixture in there because you're all of a sudden hearing this identity, this forgiveness, this love. Uh, and I really do think it's, it's combating lies that you've believed about yourself for a very long time. Because it's a journey for all of them to get to that spot. But in general, the more we meet people and get to know them, they're like, we realize, oh, there's just, you have so much self-hate. Yeah. Self-loathing, yeah. you know, an, an unforgiveness for yourself. And that's where, it's like, I'm, I'm, that's why I even asked you guys, is I would love for, for all of us to go through that journey of like, what lies am I believing? Where are those lies from? Because it's one thing to just identify, oh, here's the lie. But then it's like, okay, don't believe it anymore? How am I just supposed to stop right. believing the right. lie that I've believed right. my whole life? So I talked about being tough. When I got saved, I had this revelation immediately. I never have to fight again. So I literally, I literally like let down this idea of that I need to be tough. It was so, it was like a, a huge weight off me. Nobody even said it to me. It was just all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I don't have to do this anymore. Yeah. What's I don't. funny is I had, a, I had a similar one, but it was the, you, just the way you said tough. I think I grew up thinking I was really tough. Mm. And I realized later on, I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm as tough as I thought I was. Like, I really don't. I think, I think I'm a, like, I have a, I'm a bigger guy and I enjoyed wrestling. I enjoyed yeah. fighting and I did well. But when I think of a tough guy, it's what I wanted to be. Yeah. I wanted to be a guy that nobody could touch, that nothing, even emotions. I was right. just stoic yeah. and just hard. And now I'm like, oh, I'm not, like, that's not who I, who I am. Yeah. Yeah. I, right. Same way. I grew up thinking I was really tough and in reflection, I was actually just really scared. Yeah, I wonder. I, I'm not. I, what's funny is I'm still not even sure where mine was. I, I wonder was mine rooted in fear? Was it rooted in pain my, or doubt? Mine was I don't rooted know. in situation. I felt like that's what it had to be, and I realized I'm I'm a lover. I really am. I loved people. In fact. I felt bad about every fight I ever got in. Yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't, actually, even after I would be, we always talk about this, like I always had a very, you know, quick-witted and I was always cutting people down. And even that wasn't to make myself feel better because after I did, I'm like, I, I feel bad about that. I, I felt like I was living as a fake person for until I got saved. Yeah. I just feel like this is not who I am. And then I was very angry. That's real. Like I was very angry. But that even that didn't have to manifest into fighting, but it did. And it was just this idea of like, and I just felt this freedom like, yeah, I'm not tough. Oh, well, that's, yeah. and actually I don't want to be, Right. I don't want to be tough. I actually would rather be the person people come to for comfort or uh, yeah. being consoled. That's more my thing. Yeah. I had a just earth shattering moment. Where I feel like the Lord really spoke to me because I, again, wanted to be tough. I think mine was just out of desire. What I thought was masculine, to right. be honest mm -hmm. with you. When I look back, I'm like, you know, you grow up in the eighties, there was nothing but badass action movies. Like there was right. everything, Schwarzenegger, it was all just Ryan, hardcore. You son of a bitch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it was like, I think I just saw that as like the epitome of masculinity and that was a man and that's what I wanted to be. And, and it was just, you know, it's so, so you do things to like live into that. Yeah. And then I started, even when I got saved, I wanted to like save people. I, I, got, I got really heavy into the anti-human trafficking world because I was just like, we got to help people. And I'll never forget like one, one day I got back from Indonesia and seeing the atrocities all over Singapore and Malaysia and Indonesia. And I got home and I was just, I, 
I had jet lag really bad. It was probably two days after I'd gotten home. It's middle of the night. Everybody's asleep. I'm doing something. I walk into the garage to like put something away and I just felt the presence of the Lord hit me. I fell to my knees and was weeping. And I was weeping for the people that were enslaved and I couldn't handle it. And I was like, oh, and the Lord I had an awesome time with the Lord. And I realized like I have a real justice bend. I just want things to be right. Mm. And that can be very unhealthy in terms of like, it's literally why I get mad when I drive is because right. I see like, if you cut me off, I get a little irritated. Right. And this sounds dumb, but if you cut someone else off, I am running you off the road. We're going to talk about it. And mm-hmm. I'm going to explain to you why like, you don't treat other people like, it's insane. Yeah. And so like with that bend came this like false sense of the way to right wrongs in the world is to be the tough guy, is to be masculine and fight against it. Yeah. And then you read scripture and it's like, but your battle's not against flesh and blood. Right. And I go, oh, it's not a t- I, like being a tough guy is actually not helpful to the kingdom of God. It's not, not in the way that I saw it, you know? Right. So yeah. it's interesting when I think through it. I think it's the, the difference between wanting to be tough and wanting to have a strong heart. There are many instances and in people in my life who have been influences. It took a long time for me to realize how much I actually uh, was built from the foundation that my grandfather and my dad built for me, you know, in my life. And it was, I, I wouldn't, wasn't as appreciative, you know? So I was wanting, I was seeking other sources of like yeah. who I wanted to be and how I wanted to be. And it really goes back to, yeah, I just want to be like my dad mm. or my grandpa in certain ways. In other ways, I want to be, I'm happy to be myself. But the values that have been taught to me, there were many situations or instances where it's, I could have been that, but I didn't because I was trying to be someone else. Mm. Yeah. It's weird. So besides dad, grandpa, brothers, something like that, who would you point to as like a legit, when you were a kid, like a legit role model, even if it's goofy, like Tony Hawk, because you like snow, like skateboarding, I don't know. Uh, hmm. Like, who would you look to when you're like, like Ken Block is a great example if you were driving oh, cars. So like, for me. you, that was like a... It's like Ken Block, Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just the, like... Everybody from Dire Straits. Yeah, right, the whole but, Dire Straits But only cast. when... Um, West Wing. Yeah, West Wing. It's like, it's like all my... <laughs> yeah, those it's like are all my go-to. But seriously, like... Only who? with Sting singing back up, though. Who? Spider-Man. <laughs> was Spider-Man for you? Yeah. See, I, I actually feel like this... No, this is this is where we part ways. This this says more about, like, psyche than almost any other conversation we've had. Yeah. Because Spider-Man, and it really does, you're like, oh, you viewed yourself as a weak little kid. Yep. And you wanted this, like, outside superpower oh, yeah. type thing. Like, oh, it is super interesting, yeah, interesting. right? Interesting. I was going to say, you viewed yourself as a weak little kid, and so you picked a superhero that never wins and needs his friends to help him. So Joe and I share a hatred. Not a hatred. A disappointment? Disdain, disappointment for Superman. Yeah, it's Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man is oh, what I said. I'm like, I'm that way with Superman. I don't know if you heard me. Wait, hold on. You're you're that way with Superman? How yeah. is he disappointing? You well, know, because he's just, he's the most powerful and never just gets hurt. Everything. No, they all just annoying. Him yeah. There was there wasn't anything annoyed. there wasn't anything being like relatable to him. So I didn't really identify with him. I felt like him Superman. and I were twins. I did too. I actually mm-hmm. I actually thought I bet you he's my real dad. That's <laughs> that's what I thought. I thought that a lot. I yeah. did too. I was yeah. like, it's like no one can beat you. I'm like, I get it. Yeah. Just life, right? Bullets bounce off your eyeball. That's right. Same. Flatten in your eye. That's a great scene, by the way. That shot was was really cool. So Spider-Man. Yeah. That was one of them. Yeah. I'm interested. I'm intrigued by it. Because I actually never liked Spider-Man. Never liked it. Oh, I loved it. All right, Floyd, I want to hear a role model. It's kind of goofy, but probably uh, Ricky. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually goofy. (laughs) It's actually goofy. (laughs) Gorsh. That would explain the way I talk today. Gorsh. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat from wrestling. I was going to say, that's a WWE. 
F, F reference. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. my era too. Why? Wait, why Ricky? Because uh, he was he he was one of the guys that never really took on the villain role. He was always a super nice guy, but he was also pretty yoked, uh, tough but kind. Hmm. Okay, you know what, Ray Mysterio, because he was the shorter guy. Because he was I a little guy that, that always wore a mask. Oh, your psyche's being peeled apart like, a like an Spider-Man? onion. Like Spider-Man? Yeah. He was, because Mysterio was a, was a what yeah. do they call that? Like a luchador. A luchador. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say a heavy set short man. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I don't even know he, he did all the acrobatics. You picked it. He wasn't heavy set. You picked the, wasn't he? No. no he, wasn't. He, was a, he was a, he was, he was, he was a, a stocky Oh, I'm thinking of somebody guy. else then. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mysterio used use to do all the stocky flips. And use the word heavy. I wonder if we're saying the same thing. <laughs> I wonder. He's not heavy. He was husky. Built. No, he he's big bones. Uh, he's a big bone. He's son. wide-hipped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got this was child your turn. You hips. should know who Ray Mysterio is. Uh, Joe, what about you? Or I somebody that you just thought was awesome and like? Because I don't think I had the words role model when no, I was a kid. There was but no, somebody there that was you nobody like, I was like. You looked at that you were like, dang. Not even like probably, Darth Vader. Probably two people, and they're dumb. That I thought were awesome, Michael Jordan, because I grew up in Chicago. Hundred percent. Oh no, that's real. Yeah, so Michael Jordan was like a like legitimate. Yeah. Like, he's dumb. Bought all the shirts. No, I mean it's just weird to be like a basketball player. Is like you're. Oh, I don't think so. weird I at all. He sense. picked a cartoon character, yeah. and I picked a wrestler. So, Comic. Right. And then of course then. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, whatever. And then, Graphic uh, novel character, okay? And then later, you, and then later you find out that Michael Jordan's terrible. That yeah. also doesn't, but... But, but not he, at basketball. No, it wasn't. And then uh, and then so weird, but uh, Sylvester Stallone. Like, oh, he was huge yeah. in the 80s when I was growing up. He was yeah, Italian, Italian. I was Italian. Yeah, you know, right. and he was the underdog, and I love the underdog. He was short with a leather bag for a face. That's right. He... He is he is also aged like a fine saddle. Dude, he uh, is aged like a fine saddle. <laughs> he like, really has. No one I've him and Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Mickey Rourke. Mm. Dear Lord. No, though, I love Mickey if, Rourke. But we wow. just saw Kiefer Sutherland's new show and I go, How old's Kiefer Sutherland? <laughs> really? Because it's so shallow to say because he I haven't seen him. I haven't seen it. He's like ninety. No, he's only fifty six. And it, no. it and he's just it's just not uh, it's just not looking great. Anyways, who cares? That doesn't matter. That's this super is, shallow. This is kind of mean, but I told somebody recently and I don't remember who it was I think I might remember who it was that Joe and I were only 11 months apart and they were like no he looks so much older than you oh how good did you feel oh I felt great yeah, yeah. It was Station me with it your was wife. Me. I thought it was Josh. When I started telling this story, I was like, oh, crap, that was Josh. I I, that, was, that wasn't necessarily saying he's super old. I was thinking that you were much younger than your age. Yeah, no, I like Joe being old, though. No, I don't uh, Thank you, I'm not Josh. Mad. Thanks, buddy. It's You're more welcome. about I would like to hear Joe's retort to that comment. <laughs> <laughs> and then... This is where we part ways. That's right. <laughs> I'd yeah. say otherwise, my grandpa would show me a lot of Elvis and Johnny Cash. He was either one of those. Dude. Yeah. Johnny Cash kid. is a massive influence on you, yeah. man. Yeah. Johnny Cash is great. The new, just a quick side note before I share mine, uh, the new Elvis cartoon is genuinely funny. Yeah. I, I have seen two. Yeah, it's uh, Agent Elvis. It's on Netflix. Matthew McConaughey. Uh, Matthew, dude, it, it, every voice on there, Johnny Knoxville, literally every single, the It's Always Sunny from Philadelphia girl uh, yeah. is, oh, is one of the voices. Every character on there is a voice that you know very well. And when you hear it, you go, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Uh, 
it's just great. Created by uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey. No, the daughter who created oh, the, the, it's, the uh, Archer. What's the her Archer name? People. No, the Pris- Priscilla Presley. Yeah, Priscilla Presley. Priscilla's oh, the daughter. Oh, the daughter. Right? Uh, no, Marie. Lisa, Lisa, Lisa Marie. Marie. Lisa, Lisa Marie is the daughter. One of them Lisa died, Marie though. is the yeah, one who just one passed away. Died, yeah. Lisa Marie. Just he passed told. Away. Yeah, he, I didn't know. Priscilla was the wife, right? Priscilla was the wife. Lisa Marie. All right, Josh, Ryan, I'm dying to hear your role model. Honestly, I think the most influential guys were. It's it's funny, but from the wrestling, it's Ultimate Fighter. The Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Uh, he was actually from the Valley, and I don't know if there was a. I I had this a very bend of I loved you know yoked manly guys, yeah. but he was crazy. Yeah. Which is he also had like the perfect physique. No, he was he was amazing. Yeah. And so I loved him because he had kind of a, a crazy side to him, which I really liked. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger, just because I he was in all it was Commando, it was Predator, yeah, sure. it was yeah. all those movies, mm. and I Terminator. Terminator, yeah. There, I always had this bend of like the hero bend, you know, yeah. where you just kind of. And I loved that he would just by himself take on everybody, yeah. which is why later on, when I started to get into God and wanting to know about him, my sister, because I, I just couldn't read the Bible, it was super boring. And my sister was the first person who said, "Dude, the Bible's not boring. Read in First and Second Samuel the stories about David's mighty men." Mm-hmm. And I read David's mighty men, and that, honest to goodness, changed my life because mm. I'm like, oh. God's cool. Like, because this is stuff that God is doing through people. Not that we should be murdering everybody, but as a kid, there's just something about one versus all, and God gives you the That's power to dominate. That's a very disappointing story because I really thought you were going to say she read the Bible to you with Arnold Schwarzenegger accent. She, she I did. genuinely thought she. Was, yeah. I genuinely thought that's what. On the first day, God created. <laughs> no, is that not it? No, is that not it? No, it's a yeah. different accent you're doing. I feel like if you're doing a very different. If you accent, layered in the beginning, uh, I, they got to the chopper. He's a little, yeah, he's a little guy. <laughs> no, okay. Floyd, no, it's on shot? everybody. No, do do your Arnold Schwarzenegger mm. accident. Uh, accident? Accident. Accident. <laughs> yeah, it's have an Arnold Schwarzenegger accident. Uh, it's not a tumor. Okay. Oh, okay. that's good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mine's, uh, mine's from Commando. Mine's terrible, too, but it's, hey, Sully, remember I kill you last? The, the I lied. Okay. The first the first part was not, and then then it became. Yeah, then it became. That was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's holding with one hand, holding by the ankle. He's like, "You did, man. You did. You yeah. told me last. I lied." That I I enjoyed the puns. Remember when he threw the pipe through the guy? Oh yeah. In commando, let off some steam. Let off some steam, and I'm like, "This is so good." Terminators, your clothes. Give them to me. Give oh. them to me. No, he oh, was. Was he nine millimeter? Yeah. Like when he was, he's telling him, he's like, oh, you shouldn't know your guns, man. <laughs> the, I, the, I love that he bought an Uzi at a gun store, by the way. Totally. That's the 80s. That was, that the, was 80s. the 80s. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. I'll take the Uzi, not the How about some Reddit? Yeah. Change well, gears, well, some Reddit. We gotta, we'll end with a question here. Well, I was going to say, you we need got, it because you're going to edit half of this. A lot out. of this is going to yeah. be. Yeah. 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 Mostly uh, Ryan's first Arnold What's a, What's a film? Ah, <laughs> get to the chopper. <laughs> Mine's terrible. Ray too. Romano? I was going to say. Yeah. I'm trying to no, make it worse, Ray. but that's stay in the vein. That was a little bit of Ray Romano. What's a film that everyone should watch at least once? Weird that this is the question. After I agree. Just- 
We're and you know which one we, perfectly. we haven't referenced that I... Everybody it, should watch, not should. This at is least once. Uh, that's true. They, it's a should watch. And it's, it's an Arnold one that has a weird place in my heart, but it's Total Recall. Oh, Total Recall. Oh, that was amazing. such was, a bizarre yeah, movie. It was weird. Oh, and honestly, one that I just found out that you haven't seen is I don't know why you haven't seen Pitch Black, and I'm like upset about it. Mm, yeah. I'm like... Man, that's I, the best one. I actually thought we should literally just watch it here at some point. Because By the way... Uh, Vin is so much thinner in that movie. It's kind of weird. He's like a thin guy. I don't He's know if built. It's as weird as how vain you sound on this. All no, uh, you t- we just talked. You just talked about the Ultimate Warrior being yoked. Don't you? You keep Ultimate Warrior's name out of your mouth. That's right. <laughs> Because uh, Vin, Vin's yoked, but in that movie, he's way... Like, if you ever see him in Saving Private Ryan, I would even say borderline skinny. Do you know who's in Riddick? So it goes Pitch Black, Chronicles of Riddick, then Riddick. I didn't realize that uh, Batista is one of the one of the military, one of the, the bounty hunters No, I did not remember that. I didn't either. I, I, turned, I watched it last night because yeah. I watched all three of them. And last night I watched Riddick and I turned it on and I... I looked up and I'm like, you're kidding me. It's funny to be you at say the start that. of his career. It's funny. Yeah, Riddick is at the top of my Netflix. I'm like, I think I'm going to do the pitch black, just go through all of them again. I've seen all of them. I did it in order. So many times. And it actually does go in order. And so it's yeah, worth it watching up. them. It in picks order. up right where I left off. And, and I will say, though, pitch black. Because the other ones are good. I actually like the other ones. But pitch black is so iconic to me. That changed it's, his career. Oh, that changed his career. Like that was because it became like a cult classic. A lot, not a lot of people heard of it. It was, didn't. Was do. it the one in the prison? No, that's so that's Chronicles. That's Chronicles. Do you like? No, that's, do you like? No, pitch, that is Chronicles. Do yeah. you like Pitch Black better than Triple uh, X? Because I really like Triple X. Yes, I do. Was State was of the good. Union with Ice Cube like yeah. the second one? Yeah. yeah, the first one is so good. I actually I thought they were a blast. Yeah, but I think Pitch Black. Yeah, it's great. He's so bad. Like he's okay. just the worst human ever. And then the, the he's, evil versus got a greater evil yeah. to fight an evil. That's what the. Right. And the it, he totally redeems himself, and in each they keep that going. It's kind of a trope in each movie where he's just terrible, but he redeems himself at the end. Yeah. And I just thought it was, they do it so well. And so talking about doing a fourth one, I'm like, yeah, everybody wants this because I think the first one made like 35 million, then the next one made like 75, but then the third one was 120 something. Yeah. And wow. so like they're doing, but they did better and better. So okay, so what's the should you guys? What's the should? What the one movie every person should see? If, and if you say West Wing, this is the last podcast. West Wing the movie. I'd love to make West Wing they the movie. Do, do movie. That sounds terrible. Yeah. What Man, movie? There's so many in regards to like a badass movie like that. Nope. You I, you define it. Okay. Yeah, whatever you think yeah, is a it could should be, watch. It could be Notebook, which was a hard, which It was could a be Schindler's film. List. Everyone it could be very serious. Watch at least once. Gosh. Passion of the Christ. Good night, everybody. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm so weak. <laughs> Bye-bye. Constantine. People ask, oh, oh that's a good. Mm. When I'm thinking, like, I'm still in that badass realm, but Constantine. That's another one that, that he's talking about reprising because that was. Yeah, that, there are either. theories that's going to happen. I, I didn't realize that's part that of the movie. X-Men universe. Like yeah, it is. yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah, it's a DC I didn't know. comic. Yeah, because somebody... What, it's was Batman it you telling and Flash. Me, I just watched me, a cartoon. He on, was in something. You were basically saying he was part of a universe that I didn't know. I watched an animated of. one, and it's with Flash and... Okay, so it's DC. So it's DC. It is DC. Okay, so... And it's... I... That character in the comics is amazing. The character in the animated shows is... Or the animated movies are, is amazing. It's a good one. I don't know if it follows a should. I loved the movie. But Keanu Reeves' version... I don't know if I call it a should. Reeves' 
Reeves? So, Reeves's. Hmm. So I did Reeves this. And, uh, and Redhead. I did a thing when I did college ministry. That movie came out. And my whole thing was I'll do anything to, to start spiritual conversations. So we rented a whole He's theater. He's done a lot that and, he should not have done. <laughs> it's, it's accurate, actually. So what do you think spiritually about this? Ooh. And I got, in, I got in trouble for it because I, I, I rented a, a whole theater out and I just invited college age people. And so we had our college group and I was like, tell all your friends, just invite, it's free tickets. And they... They all showed up. We watched the movie. And then afterwards, I stood in, in the front of the theater and I was like, let's talk. How much of this was real? What do you guys think about it? And right. so when we had an awesome, that actually launched, launched our theology chats mm -hmm. because it was like everybody just wanted to talk about demons and stuff. So it was like, this is, this is what I longed for was to have those spiritual conversations. There's two so tattoos in movies that I've always liked. If I didn't have a ton of tattoos, it's been fun to have. This one. It's so yeah. great. It's and so then uh, somebody showed up at my church, actually at First Baptist, uh, and they had the tattoos down the gun hands of uh, Boondock Saints. Dude. Perfectly, mm. perfectly done on both hands. Okay, and I'm like, you, you said iconic. it. That's those amazing. Are iconic. Boondock, actually, Boondock Saints, Saints is actually the original movie. one. Is one of those movies that I'm like, oh so good. That's a. I just that movie is. These, but I'm, does this fall into? I'm gonna should? watch. Let's that judge his. Is it a watch should it watch? I love that movie. Constantine. It's, yeah. Is it a should watch? That's the problem. Is I, I don't know. I'm again all completely How is it arbitrary. You know what's a should watch? It is arbitrary, and it's weird because then you're like, what is the should part? Unless unless we're talking about like the should historical is just, great, films that illuminate. Oh, I'm, not, so, but if, I'm just saying it's a great movie. If you're just saying like it's a great movie, especially underrated, right? I would say I would say that would categorize. I don't know if it should. falls under underrated though. I, I think it is, dude. It didn't. It's do not well. necessarily a mainstream. It's like, not, it's, and it didn't do well, and it got like bad reviews, and then afterwards, now it's a cult classic. Like now, people. Yeah. What would you say? Oh, I got another one. Gosh, I have Floyd, so many. What do you got? Uh, I probably go with something like The Last Samurai. Oh, oh that's good. Uh, cultural appropriation at its best. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 No. Tom I think Cruise is a samurai. It just feels like you could cast weird. somebody else. I think it because for me the idea of should watch is it tells a story, teaches a, a moral lesson. Oh, oh, great was, lesson. And it, you, you have two people on uh, opposite ends of the spectrum. Taught a great lesson, and don't you forget that, Josh. <laughs> okay, okay. The I'm last, still with that you. You can redeem yourself. I am still with you. The last you. samurai's lesson is all things can be solved with a sword. That's its. That's its. You lesson. mean a Gatling gun? Clearly Not until the Gatling guns show up, then it changes a lot. Two people at opposite ends of the spectrum, and they find common ground and meet in the middle. It's oh, it's a great yeah. movie. It honestly, that's a good one. Well, Are you going to say the one that I hope you're going to say? Let's hear it. Uh, I don't I don't have a should watch because I think that I don't know, I can't get away from the word should. Demon Stalker uh, Chronicles? I would just say of all the ones not. I would say the movie that I would recommend to everyone. If they haven't seen it, they watch one movie, just me personally because the movie I, it'd be Matrix. Ah, that's what I was oh, hoping okay. you would say. Yeah. Okay. That's funny. That's I literally was hoping you would say Matrix because I'm like It's the best. That's the one that came to my head. It's unbelievable. of, of Christ on the planet, like the idea of the supernatural realm, like yeah. it's it's such cool imagery for all that stuff. And like five other major religions, they yeah. they wove so many spiritual it's concepts. So into it. it's so interesting the so spiritual good. capturing the spiritual realm. In and this you movie. can't get away from so like Constantine and Total Recall, very like arguably terrible movies. Like they're 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 not great. Matrix is a great movie. It is cinematically special I, effects, I'm pretty sure story, most top. Even the concept yeah. of the Matrix when it first came out, we're like, because the the commercials were, what is the Matrix? I remember oh, being like, so I, my brain was like, what's 
what is this? I'm like, I didn't get it. Like, you know what I mean? It didn't make sense to me. Right. I think I saw it 10 times in the theater. So I just loved it. Yeah, was the I second one Revolution? Uh, yeah, I don't remember the order. The second of one was my favorite. Really? Mm. Yeah. Second one's my favorite. Once oh, he really taps into that power, it is good. Amazing. But there's the oh. Gumby where he turns into Gumby when he's fighting all the different yeah. agents. <laughs> with the, with the, when he has the pole. He looks terrible. Yeah. I would say, the yep. The only thing I, I didn't Staff. love any, I didn't love any of them after one. The one thing I liked about two was, is when the agents could see him in the matrix and he had the glowing code. I thought mm. that, I thought, I thought, is that how demons see Christians? Cause they can see the Holy spirit. Do you know okay. what I mean? Like that was the one part I thought was so cool. I was like 12 when I saw it. So yeah. I wasn't thinking yeah. that deeply. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I just had this conversation. What do you guys think about auras? Have you ever heard people talk about, I can see their aura? Yeah. What are your thoughts? It was like, uh, honestly, drugs Very were pimply. involved. So I can't really say that there was, I find a whole bunch of validity. Really? But also, I, I don't shut out the idea of it being an existing thing. Okay. I couldn't, I would actually like a definition, please. Can I have a definition before we spell this word? Uh, like, I want to see how someone defines it. Okay. I literally I have like... I thought that was facetious. That was a, a, a no, because in my mind, it's I'm trying glowing, to... It's the glowing halo-looking thing, like yeah, the I know, glowing the, outline on I know somebody. what I think it is. I'd like to know, like, what are they actually so, defining it And as? I'm referring to that glowing, which I, is what I think it's going to say. Yeah. And they have colors, yeah. and the colors actually have traits attributed to them. And so if right. you see someone's aura, you can go look it up. And this stems from a conversation that I had where somebody saw someone else's aura, and then people we know actually see them regularly. And Ashley, my wife, has a friend who's like, they, or no, I think she saw somebody, she was looking at somebody, who doesn't try, and they're like, yeah, no, I just see everyone's aura all the time. Like, that's their normal life. Mm. And then she says, if I don't, there's a couple reasons. And if, I'm, if I need to try, she has a way to, to see them. And I'm like, so here, here's my thing. All of us aside, I really do want to do this. And so this is not a joke, is that if you see auras, I want to get 20 people who see people's auras. And I want to put them all in a room. And I want to do a, a walk one person. Same person. They all walk Test. in. And, and they the write it thing. there. There's 20 different people, 10 different people that walk in front. They just write down the aura. And then that person leaves. Yeah. And I want to compare everybody's to see findings. Because it's, it's not hard to see if, you, if you're all seeing the exact same thing. But seriously, if everybody is like, yeah, the first one's aura was blue. And everyone said it. I'd be like, okay, now we got to look into this a lot more. Because that's interesting. So what does it say, Josh? Um, well, this is on healthline.com. It says, as human beings, we radiate a very low level of electricity that's otherwise known as an electromagnetic field. Your aura is thought to be a luminous body that surrounds your physical one. Each layer and any problems in them surrounds your body in a net of energy. And then it gives me descriptions of each of the colors. Yeah, so the Eastern view is that it's basically your chakras coming through. Correct. And so like it gives a... And here's what's weird. I'm not saying it's fake or real by any means. The people who I've heard say things like that are oddly dead on, but I never know if it's like a... Almost like the horoscope where you're like, well, right, I guess right. there's Astrology. a piece of that horoscope yeah. that could sound like everybody. Right. Or just like when they're saying like they're able to read a person, a mentalist can read you. Or even like supernatural, maybe the Holy Spirit's giving you insight into what sure. the person is like. Well, that's the... Yeah. That's kind of like... And they were saying, is an aura, are people saying the same thing from your body language to your vibe to the Holy Spirit? And then somebody's saying it's an aura. What do you got, uh, Josh? Sorry, so literally, as you said, vibe. So this is basically an article that says 15 questions about auras. And the aura, the same thing as vibes. And they said, kind of. Vibes are short for vibrational frequency. 
Interesting. Like, oh, I never thought about that. But that's the, and I bring it up because we, a lot of the Christian world would probably be like, that's so dumb. Auras are so stupid. Uh, but the Holy Spirit tells me about people. And like, we believe in prophecy. Right. There's right. a mysticism in Christianity that I'm sure. like, it's so odd that, that sure. groups believe sure. in that, but then they dismiss the other side of spirituality. And I'm like, and again, I'm not arguing for anything. I just find it interesting that we're comfortable with the mysticism that we've accepted. Yeah, right. Very uncomfortable with the stuff that we have. We hear that a lot. Comfortable? This, this church has a... <laughs> comfortable? <laughs> no, that's good. This church has a good vibe. We hear that a lot. Even oh. people coming into the building. We hear that constantly. Yeah. You, when, no, when nobody else is here, we have good vibrational building, frequency. Good, good vibration. But frequency. we do have a 120 volt circuit set up in the front door that when you touch it, it shocks mm. you. So I we would, got a strong I would feel vibe. better if scientifically, if you know someone walked in and they'd be like, all right, here's the vibration or the energy field. We're able to detect it somehow. Then saying somebody has been, whatever the way they're wired, they're able to pick up on that frequency or whatever that is. Like that's not weird if that's the case. Like if they were like, yeah. scientists are like, no, you have some sort of, you're putting off an energy not the spiritual energy, just an actual energy yeah. because you're a, you're you're energized as a being. You know what I mean? The difference between well, we we know we have we know we're electrical. We have, yeah, like so yeah. so I don't know. It's yeah. it, it's interesting. I I don't know why that kind of stuff is so. It means nothing to me in the long run, but I think it's so fun and yeah, intriguing because I'm like, what's the what's the validity of it? Is there yeah. validity? Because I know somebody personally who is so right on when they read people from people who will walk into a room and they like. It's just, they just read their mail. And I'm always like, dang, they're right. Or like, I know be, the person, they don't. I'm like, oh, that was all so good. Could it be that they actually have been given the gift of discernment, but in their life, right? they have just experienced Eastern uh, philosophies sure. and, and spiritual practices. And it's semantics it's, at that point, at, right? right? Yeah, right. that's it what we be. talk about all the time with spirituality, is it's the charismatics versus the Baptists just have different semantics, literally saying the same thing. And are they right. tapping into the same thing and calling it something else with the aura and the Holy Spirit and something like that? Because you know, there are a lot of people that have uh, giftings before they even come to know Christ. Like sure. God's gifted them somehow Absolutely. and then they become a Christian. I always like, someone's like, I'm an empath. Yeah, I can, empath I can, great, I yeah, can yeah. feel what everybody else is feeling. And then they become a Christian. They're like, oh, that was the Holy Spirit kind of, they didn't go away. They just said, oh, that's something the Holy Spirit yeah. was just giving me before I even It's a little a prophetic, a little discernment. It's sure. that kind of like, like we put words to it because they're in the Bible. Right. And so they become not weird to us. Whereas you say that to an agnostic or an atheist, you sound insane. Right. Sure. Like you just do. Yeah. But that we also speaks that. back to kind of like what we we're talking about earlier, that our feelings have a purpose too. Ooh. Or that helps you Bring affirm. It back around. That, in that instance, that might affirm that person going, oh, this is the gift that the Lord has given me. This right. is the gift of the Spirit. Well, that's the, that's the funny part is like someone will come in and somebody who's very prophetic and, you know, word of knowledge will be like, oh man, they just read their mail. And then someone else comes in, it's like your aura and I read the same mail. And they were like, well, that one's a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I think it's more of just, I, I'm, I'm so intrigued by that like why are we we become the the judges of truth and the and again, when it's semantics, and I get semantics matter, I really think they do, but it's just kind of funny that we would just turn off to somebody that we don't, that I we actually think sounds think weird. The word you said, comfortable. I think that really is, oh, that's yeah. outside my comfort zone. Yeah. I know nothing about that. That must not be valid or real. And it's and it's okay to have healthy skepticism. I even think with the Holy Spirit, like if you're saying, like, I'm 100%. not sure how the gifts work, the Holy Spirit works, I'm like, God still works when we're skeptics. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's like your skepticism is going to change what's true. So uh, that's what I was going to okay say. okay to be skeptical. Yeah. And I think that's the the comfort that we can all rest in. Whatever you think about this, the truth is still the truth. Whatever it is, it's still there. It's there. And so 
you might be right, you might be wrong. It doesn't change what is. Yeah. So you go, oh, then I guess I can have my doubts, right? right. Yeah. I can think something is weird because God's still going to prevail. Yeah, that's good. Thanks for joining us on You Won't Hate It. I'm Josh. I'm Ryan. I'm Floyd. I'm Joe.